You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is titled Shunned with Christ by Emmanuel Ash and is part four of four. I know that there are some who are not cut off, who are continually tempted to go back into the old setting. But if that old setting is a strong setting, and, they, and, and when you leave them, they cut you off, they pronounce a curse over you, and they shun you, you don't ever want to go back there. There's very little chance of you ever going back there to become a part of them. However, it's my heart's desire, like Paul said, I would to God that Israel would be saved. And my prayer to God is that Israel would be saved. And there, that's the prayer of my heart, is that someday God would send me back there to save those people, to bring those people to Christ. I think of Joseph. He was cut off by his brothers. He was taken out of, out of his family. He was separated. He was shunned by his brothers, and they sold him as a slave to Egypt. Well, Joseph lived down there, and years later, his brothers came down there to buy some food, and there Joseph is the, the ruler of the land. And I've often thought, and I wonder, why didn't Joseph go back to see his, his father? Why didn't he go? He was the ruler of the land. Why didn't he just pack up in his chariot someday and make a trip to Israel and go see his father? Why not? He'd been cut off. And I don't know why all, but, but until he saw that his brothers actually wanted, or that there was actually love among the family there, and the brothers, were, the brothers loved Benjamin, that's why he wanted to see, because if his brothers would love Benjamin, that would mean they would also accept him. And therefore, Joseph tried them, and when they proved that they were worthy, then he told them who he was. And God used Joseph to save his family. God used Joseph to, to lay up treasure, to lay up corn in Egypt to save his family. And that's my heart's desire that someday God would use me to go and bring some people out of that old system into Christ. And so, there's there's many things about the shunning, about the band that is very difficult. We can't associate with them. We can't eat, sit down on a table and eat with them. They don't want to work with us. They don't want to have anything to do with us. Which makes it very, very hard to go back to win them. But there's also blessings on it. <clears throat> Family and friends have less drawing power if you're shunned. They have, less draw, they have less control, less drawing power upon the things that you do, upon the changes you make in your, your home, your family, your life, because you're separated from them. There's a lot of blessings in this. It is, it is quite one thing to be shunned by society in general, and I think of how we grew up. We grew up in a separated, congregated thing, congregated lifestyle. And we were separate from the world, you might say. In our minds, we were separate from the world. We didn't drive cars. We didn't own phones or electricity and so forth. But 
we were separated from the world. And that's quite one thing to be separated from general, but it's quite another thing to be to have to stand alone and to be separated from your closest friends, your closest family. But that's what Jesus demands. In order for you to come to Christ, you have to forsake this camp and you have to leave this camp, step across that line and go make that lonely trek up on, up on Calvary's hill at the foot of the cross where you'll meet Jesus. And you have to go alone there. You can't take the camp with you. You have to go there alone to meet Jesus. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, let's turn there. 13, verse 12. Just to show you the scriptures there. Hebrews 13, verse 12, reading on. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. It means he suffered outside the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. And so if you're shunned with Christ, it's not a fearful thing. It's a blessing to be shunned with Christ. We could say shunned for Christ, but I, I, I like it better where it says we are shunned with Christ. Let us therefore go to him outside the camp there. Let us go up there and meet him there. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. And when we're shunned in Christ, when we're shunned for Christ's sake, then we are with Christ. Because Christ was shunned, and so if we are shunned, we are shunned with him. Romans 6 says we have died with him, we've been buried with him, we have been raised with him, and we've ascended with him, and so forth. But we also are shunned with him. If we are in Christ, then whatever we do, we are with him. And if we're shunned, we're with him. And so, even as we can see that Jesus Christ was shunned, he was excommunicated, he was cut off from the land of the living, Isaiah says. How much more, how much, can we expect anything more of ourselves? Matthew 10, 25. Let's look at that. Matthew 10. Let's start reading in verse uh, 16. We'll start reading in verse 16 to get the context a little bit better. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils. They will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Notice that they will scourge you in their synagogues, in their churches. Verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. And the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And that happens. I thought that when I went through this, that we were a very unique society, and I thought everyone else had it a lot easier. But I see it happens in all the many other societies, it happens among the Catholics, it happens among nominal churches in our midst. If you're a part of that system, if you challenge the system and you leave, they question you many times if they're a tight, if they're a tight uh, church. But I learned that Islam is much more difficult than what I've gone through. The brother delivers up the brother to death. They try to kill each other. The father, he wants to kill his son. 
the children to rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. The parents become Christians. The children are liable to rise up and try to kill their parents for Islam's sake. And they believe. They've been taught from a child that if anyone forsakes Islam, you will get great honor by killing that person. And that's what they believe. And you know, that they're not, that's not that far off from what the Jews were taught in the Old Testament. When we first look at that and we, 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 we realize what Islam teaches, we think, wow, that's really far off. But the Old Testament was not that far off from that. But Jesus is teaching here, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. For he, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. <clears throat> but when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. If our master went through this, do we think we shall escape the same? <clears throat> it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? So he's saying, we say we're followers of Jesus. We say we're going to follow him. Are we going to follow him and go outside the camp and take that trek alone? And not just at salvation, but are we willing to follow him all the days of our life? Am I willing to walk alone if no one else joins me? But we have a great blessing that in the midst of true fellowship, a church where there's many born-again believers, we don't have to walk alone, but we have sweet fellowship one with another. <clears throat> well, what about... Most of us who have come, most of us older ones, have come out of a system like that. Most of us have. What about our children? Our sons and daughters who are being, who are growing up in this system, if I may say it that way, in this church, yea, they don't, they're not necessarily with evil friends, they're not necessarily having to forsake their friends when they get converted. So what about them? Do they have to stand alone sometimes? They do. Yea, and all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But woe unto them that offenses come. So young children, you also don't think that you have some special place where you won't suffer persecution. Don't think that because you're in a situation like growing up here, where it's a beautiful place and we thank God for that, but don't think that you don't need to stand alone. Listen carefully, children. You will have to stand alone when you're faced with evil. You will have to stand alone when your friends come to you and invite you to go and do evil with them. You will have to stand alone when you hear others talking about evil things. When the, other, when the boys who are speaking evil things come to you, or when you're in a crowd of boys, and even just someone, maybe it's even your friend, 
he begins to say things that are ungodly and evil. That's when you're faced with this issue of standing alone for Christ. Will you turn your back on evil and walk away from it? Will you shun evil in the name of Jesus Christ? May God give you grace to do that. To rise up and say, I am not going to defile myself. I'm going to shun evil. And it's very, very difficult when you're all together, your friends are right there, and someone begins to tell a joke or something, or they begin to speak of sin, that's the challenge. How many of us would walk away from that? How many of us fathers can do that? How many of us fathers and mothers, especially fathers in the workplace, when the men that are working around you, the other contractors, their ungodly music, their ungodly language, how many of us can speak up at a time like that and rebuke them and walk away from it? If we want our sons to do it, we surely need to do it too. But I, I just hope that our young, our young ones can have the grace of God to say no to sin to turn away, to shun evil. If you know your friends are in sin, that's when you have to make a decision. Or that's when you have to decide whether you're going to follow Christ or follow evil. Because they will entice you. You will be enticed sometime, young men, young girls. Will you have the grit and the grace to turn away from that, to shun that evil? Oh, they might even laugh at you. You speak up in that crowd and say, I've given my life to Christ. I can't take part in that. Goodbye. And you walk away. And you hear them laughing. You hear them snickering. And the next time you, they meet you, they're kind of, you know, well, he's a goody-goody and so forth. God forbid. But, rise up. It's not wrong to be shunned with Christ. For Christ's sake. That's not wrong. Oh, may God give us grace to open up our mouth for Jesus so that God will be glorified in our lives. You know, we, we sing the songs and we say, I will, I'll live for Christ. I would die for Christ. It's not so hard to die for Christ as it is to live for Christ. Dying, just takes a second to die. But to live for Christ is a lifelong walk. Every day, living for Christ. Every day, shunning evil. Every day, turning your back against sin. Every day, opening your mouth and reproving those who live in sin. Reproving those who sin. Reproving those who speak evil. Reproving those who curse and, and use God's name in vain. Living for Christ takes a lot more grace than dying for Christ. May I say it that way? So I pray for our young people that they also, though they've been raised in a godly setting and have given their lives to Christ, that they would be able to rise up and shun evil likewise. So we see clearly that it's not wrong to be shunned with Christ. Only make sure that you're in Christ 
Don't be shunned because of sin in your life. Don't just leave the old system because you're tired of it, but when you forsake the system for Christ's sake, the system might put you out. The system might put you in the bond, but that's not a fearful thing to be put in a bond with Christ because Christ was put in the bond for you and me. And when we're put in the bond, He comes, He hunts us up, He finds us, and He calls us His own. That's the blessing of being shunned with Christ. He was shunned. Shall I not be shunned like Him? His disciples were shunned. Shall I not be shunned with them or like them? Am I better than my Lord? No. It's enough that I be called His servant. And sure the servant shall be as the Lord. And I would long to share the truth of this with our people because many are bound the fear of the shun, the, she, the fear of the ban grips them and they do everything they can in order to avoid that. But once you meet Jesus, it really doesn't matter what they say or do anymore. It really doesn't matter. Because Jesus is everything. Shall we kneel for prayer? Our loving Father, thank you for coming and finding us. Thank you, Father, that when we were put aside by our friends and our families and our churches, Lord, that when we found Jesus Christ, that you came and you loved us and you call us your sons and your daughters and you want to be a father to us. Yea, Father, I thank you that Jesus Christ, he suffered without the gate, outside the camp, and I thank you that we can go out there and meet him when we forsake that camp. So Lord, I pray your blessing upon your word today, upon the principles of your word. Help us and guide us, Lord, to walk circumspectly in the world that we live in. I pray you'd give us grace to open up our mouths, to shun evil, to speak up against sin, and to turn away and to avoid it with all that we have. Oh, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the rest that your word brings. Thank you that your word was there when I was being shunned and that it was such a comfort to know that Jesus also was shunned outside the camp. Bless now your word to the hearts of each one here, the ears of all those who would hear. Blessed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.